This episode is called Sell Through because really you've got a choice. You know, you can sell two. And you know, if you're traditional, like if you've got a traditional sales process, the, the energy that it takes to kind of find, get an appointment with and sell one potential client is the same effort that it takes to find, get an appointment with and sell one JV partner who can introduce you to hundreds of their people, right? Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Shramko and Talkie Moore. G'day, James. Welcome to episode 21 of Sales Marketing Profit. Great to be back in the, um, what did they say? Back in the sales saddle? I can't even talk. How can we say so that? Do you have a saddle when you do your podcasts? No, I usually stand up. <laughs> That's good. That, that's why I got tongue-tied. Back, out of the saddle, barefoot and ready to roll. You're out of the saddle, standing up, podcasting. Right, I'm, I'm picturing it. It's real. It's happening. This just happened. This is totally happening. This, this literally just happened. So welcome to the world's most professional podcast. <laughs> well, dude, 50% of this podcast is the world's most professional podcast, and then there's my half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you Let's got? rock and roll, shall we? Yeah, it's your turn, my friend. Thanks, bro. I feel the mic being passed in my direction. Uh, today's case study is asked to be kept anonymous, so we're going to call him Mr. X. Uh, he's, the reason is because he's in a niche market that's a little bit unusual, and yeah, he just wants to keep his cards a little bit close to his chest. So he's happy to share the strategy generally, but doesn't want other people in his space to kind of jump in, if that makes sense. I think that's fair enough. Totally. So thank you so much for sharing, Mr. X. Appreciate that, and we'll keep your anonymity. He's in the Sales Marketing Profit Witness Protection Program. <laughs> so here's what's interesting. He's in this space where the people in his market are, are, are almost completely not online. So it's a little bit old school. It's, he, he finds them frustrating sometimes because his prospects and clients, are, like his prospects are, are really busy. In his words, they're kind of tight asses, so they're a bit cheap. And, and they're distrustful and not that open. And so you know, that's kind of the world he's been playing in for the last you know, few years He's struggled because he's got a, a pretty small list. And the way he said, like basically what he's, he sells a done-for-you marketing program for you know, his market. And the way he sells it is through running live events and seminars, like, you know, like a half-day workshop-y thing, yeah? Yep, that makes perfect sense. And by the way, I, I totally feel you on that market thing. There's a number of markets I was thinking that reminds me of. And I started to think of older people because mm. uh, they're technologically not as free-flowing. Like I won't mention which particular old people, but there's a couple of, let's say, close friends of mine who uh, you know, lose their Facebook login for months at a time. and, and you know, <laughs> Mr. Y and Mr. Z. Then you, you try to send a reset and then they can't log into their Gmail account to get it. You know, those markets can be frustrating to deal with, but they're certainly markets. Yeah, and if you can crack it, well, then you your, want to be anonymous. Then you totally want to be anonymous because you kind of, frankly, you've got you, the you know, formula, kind of you've got the holy grail. Totally. So he's got a smallish list, and because it's been hard to reach his his kind of ideal client online, filling filling these seminars, yeah, you know, even though they convert well, it's been really tricky until he figured out you know, a really great strategy. You know what I want to jump into today. Obviously, if you've got a small list and they're offline and they're kind of a bit closed and distracted and busy and cheap and a little bit tight, then sales are really hard and your reach is too small. And so that was kind of Mr. X's big problem. Man, you, uh, you lost me at the cheap market part. That's always one that I 
struggle with. There's plenty of those. Uh, yoga comes to mind, for example, where <laughs> they've got all the best intentions, but a lot of them don't have the cash flow to, um, you know, to, to go up a scale up a program. I've heard this feedback from a number of yoga market related people. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's really it's, interesting. It's hard to, uh, normally yeah. it's offset by volume, but you're saying it's not big and they don't have a lot of spending and they don't trust you. So, well done for market selection. Yeah, kind of interesting market selection. But what's interesting is because he's figured out a way to, you know, a way to solve a problem that is that they're aware that they've got that is frustrating to them with a solution that is completely hands-off and effortless, it ticks the, well, that's useful enough and easy enough that I'll spend the money. And what I'm thinking is what we're about to talk about could probably help a bunch of people if they were suffering any of these same conditions of their market. Yeah. Completely. And to be honest, even if your market is super online, this strategy is like, it just kind of works 50 times better because it's even easier then. So I think it's pretty cool. The idea, kind of the, kind of the main strategy that Mr. X uses is uh, he's got the distinction between selling to and selling through. So selling to is you, you know, look for your ideal prospect and you, you kind of market to them and you, you, know, you sell. Selling mm-hmm. through is instead of instead of hunting for individual prospects, I'm going to hunt for partners and sell through channels. You know, sell through people who've already got relationships with the dudes I want. Yeah, yeah. So it could be in, in online world terms, we could be talking about the difference between an agency who has a direct relationship with the end customer, yep, or a vendor or wholesaler who sells through agencies. Correct. Exactly right. So we're we're looking for who are the people who've already spent. Uh, in fact, dude, this reminds me, you know Jay Abraham, you know, marketing, marketing guy. Uh, they, they once said, Jay, if we stripped every, you know, all of your contacts and all of your you know, money and you basically started from scratch, but you're only allowed to bring one marketing strategy with you, what would that strategy be? And, and he didn't even blink. He just said, joint ventures and endorse marketing. In other words, I'd find somebody else who's already spent months, of, you know, months and years and years of their life and tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially millions, building relationships with people where they trust and then setting it up so that that trust rubs off on you and like a trust transference. Exactly. And we, you know, reading Jay Abraham's material, when I was running the Mercedes dealership, we used to do joint ventures. We say, which other brands have our customers? Exactly. You know, is it Bang & Olufsen Audio? Is it Macquarie Banking Investment? Is it a fine wine company? Is it the art gallery? They all have our customers. Let's have a big show in our showroom and invite them all. Exactly. Non-compete joint venture. Yeah. So that's exactly Mr. X's strategy, right? The way we do it is a really simple framework, uh, three, you know, three simple steps really. Uh, number one, we've got to identify potential partners, mm-hmm. you know, work out you know, who might be possibly a fit even though we haven't talked to them yet, you know, who fits our criteria just like you talked about with the, you know, the art gallery and the speakers. Step one, identify. Step two, approach. You know, we've got to make contact with people and see if they're open you know, to potentially helping each other out. And three, we've got to serve, you know, work out a, a a collaboration where we can serve them and strategize. So it goes identify, approach, collaborate. And that's kind of what Mr. X does. And I'd love to kind of bust down a little bit about how we do it, if that's cool. Start busting, my friend. <laughs> well, it's about to get busted. Here we go. <laughs> so let's just talk quickly about identify, approach, collaborate. Identify is really simple. You know, it's, it's who are the potential categories of you know, businesses or organizations that might have our kind of target market. So it's, it's not the individual business, but it's what category. So it might be, you know, well, accountants could be a good service provider for me or graphic designers, or uh, in your case, it could be you know, galleries and high-end speaker companies and high-end fashion. So what are the categories? So, you know, if you just list out five or six kinds of business or kinds of 
organization that might have your target market, that's a really great place to start, right? Yep. Step two, uh, still under identify, is we work out who are the individual players under each category. So let's say you've got five or six categories. If we make a list of five to ten you know, individual businesses in each category, then we've got you know, 50 or 60 dudes we can reach out to. And now we're not just kind of hoping that one comes off, but we've got some deal flow. Nice. Yeah, so identify is just about you know, who could we talk to. Categories and players is kind of how we typically do it. Step two, approach. Well, you know, I'm kind of philosophically opposed, opposed to cold calling, except in the area of joint ventures because you're not looking to pitch a deal. You're just, you know, you're, you're kind of equals. And so you approach them as equals and just go, you know, so a, a joint venture email might look something like, you know, hey, James, seen some stuff from you online. Looks really great. We're, we both work with, you know, whatever the target market is, uh, but we're not competitive in any way. Love to catch up and see if there's any way we can help each other out. Would you be open for that? Mm-hmm. And literally, kind of a short, kind of personal, friendly email just like that. People will say yes or no. Heaps of them will say yes. And then you just book in a, t- a call and you're ready for, you know, the collaboration, you know, the, the conversation itself. Yeah? Perfect. Yeah, so this is, this is Mr. X's strategy. It's kind of identify who could be a good match out of all the vendors and, and membership organizations, et cetera, in his market. Touch base with them either by phone or by email and then work out some kind of deal. Now, he knows that his market is you know, offline, conservative. And so rather than you know, email market, et cetera, he ships them a physical package. Remember, he wants to get them into a seminar, yeah? So he's got this cool little flowchart that, uh, that he shared. Mm-hmm. Basically, the joint venture partner gives him their database uh, un- under the, you know, the deal that it's a one-shot use only, and they're not going to keep any of the data, and they don't have emails or phone numbers. They just have physical addresses and a name. Yep. They send out his book, so he's got a kind of a nice positioning piece, a great book uh, about how to kind of succeed in his industry. Yep. Sends a book, a letter, and two tickets to his workshop, along with a little note, you know, basically, uh, uh, you know, a letter which says, yep. you know, we, we love you as a client, and so we've bought you this book and we've organized two tickets to the workshop all you need to do is kind of call this number and when you register it'll be free instead of the normal price nice it's like a customer appreciation thing so he sends out you know hundreds of these books uh, a couple of times a year it's really cool people either phone you know the call in or they book online and register and then there's a thank you page where they you know they you know now they're his lead so he's got their email address and all their contact details and he can start uh, own the race course style you know, uh, sharing videos and tips and uh, you know, blogging to them. They get a, a confirmation call. You know, we're excited about this. What are your biggest problems? Blah, blah, blah. And then before the event, in the you know, 21 days before and then 14 days before and then seven days before, he has uh, videos with content which is kind of teasing the content of the event itself, making people want to come. Yeah? Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What I love about it is he's, he's, he's delivering kind of value in advance not just saying, hey, you know, come to the workshop, it's going to be great. It's like, dude, he's given me a book, which is killer. He's given me 52 you know, strategies uh, on a blog site that I can read. Great video, great video, great video. Like if that's what he's given me before I've even showed up, this workshop's going to be killer. Yeah, and I've seen, uh, you know, we used to do something similar. Whenever, whenever someone bought a Mercedes-Benz, we would send them an $800 gift voucher for a photography studio nearby. Mm. And they could go and redeem that and they could get photos done and they could get prints and they would have an $800 credit. And you could actually get something for the 800 without spending any more money. Mm. But the photographer was getting the database slowly and surely. And then the best thing is with family photos and stuff, of course, the kids grow up. Next year, they need new photos. They can invite them back. And then, and then they start to get their payback. But of course, a lot of people say, oh, I want a bigger frame. I want larger portfolios. Can I bring grandma too? Can we get some 
individuals. She looks great in photos, by the way. Right. Of course she does. And this is such a clever way of piggyback marketing where you know that someone has your perfect customer and you've given them a really low-risk way to get to know you for the long-haul play. Totally. And so, yeah, exactly right. And so he wants to fill these events and instead of like, you know, obviously he promotes every event to his own list, which is great. But, you know, 80% of the seats are filled by JV partners. And just like you did uh, in the car days where you had five or six businesses all bringing their clients to the one big shindig, that's exactly what he does. So it'd be five or six partners all promote, you know, all kind of send out these letters or, you know, give him the things that he mails out the books, et cetera. And they all come to the events as as partners, you know, not sponsors, but partners. And so they're able to put something in the kind of the, the conference you know, swag bag for people to take away or, you know, and he gives them a plug. It's kind of a... Well, that's how it works for us, yeah. I mean, the the music company could say, look, we're going to preview the brand new Mercedes-Benz model just for VIPs of our music company customer database. And, um, and we could say, hey, we're going to preview the newest release from yep. Bang & Olufsen at our party. So you could, everyone puts in something appealing if you want maybe this guy's just doing all the heavy lifting but i'm sure he knows his lifetime customer value yeah he completely does and i'd be really interested to know what the outcome of this is yeah super so here's the deal and just his most recent one which was like three weeks ago which is where this case study came from 200 people registered for the event which is awesome uh he was freaking out though because the room can fit like 100 and 130 140 and uh he wasn't obviously uh you know he tracks his stats but he and he knows that most of them are going to show because uh, you know because of the relationship. Some obviously won't because stuff comes up. But so what he did, what happened was two hundred people registered. One hundred and thirty five. You know, as soon as it hit one hundred and thirty five, he capped it. Sent another email out saying, "Hey, we're fully booked. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a, an overflow. Uh, you know, after lunch. So we'll do a mo- like a morning and then a lunch. You will have lunch and then we'll do an overflow afterwards. And so if you want to come to the overflow, you totally can. It won't be the same kind of big production. It'll just be kind of, uh, smaller, a little bit more intimate." And just like a talk between between us, but you know, it won't have all the kind of the razzle dazzle. Anyway, it turns out that uh, 135 booked him for the the morning, but he had 150 in the overflow. So the overflow, you know, even though it was like this little extra thing, he was trying to get a few extras, uh, was bigger than the front one. So he sold his uh, his done for you program as he always does, and he's at 60k a month now out of this one strategy. It's kind of pretty epic. It's kind of simple. He just rolls it out three times a year, and it's really simple and scalable, repeatable. Yeah. So scalable. Yeah, totally. That's a great one. And really good for the slightly less digital markets that might be listening to this. This thing works offline and offline is like big conversions, big money. You've got an offline component to your business and I have an yeah, offline we component. Completely. And so even when we, uh, you know, when I first started my biz, you know, right now it's going to build on, on the race course authority marketing. When I first started, this sell through, not to strategy was my number one. Yeah, you were a joint venture guy. I was a JV guy, exactly. So you just play to your strengths. You know, if you're, if you, you know, if you're a content, you know, if you've got kind of content chops, then do that. If you and you can, you can do multiple traffic you strategies. But, you know, I've just found, heck, you know, a seven or 10 minute audio is my absolute favorite medium. Half an hour, forty minutes, if possible. Uh, 
man, we're way over. This is weird. I'm running out of energy. No, no, when it's two people, it's far more engaging and interesting. It's just you can't always get someone else on the other end of the line. So, sorry, man, we should have stopped yeah. know, like five minutes ago. It, sorry. Yeah, we're way over. The funny thing, though, it's <laughs> not just one, it's several, several. Anytime I'm paired with an entrepreneur, they get, yeah, it's different. It's strange that thing when they travel. So, anyway, it's a, it's a really good strategy that most businesses could use. You could still do that now if you wanted to do it. I could still do it. And it's a, it's a pretty common thing. Don't think that it's the only strategy. Sorry for that. Uh, if you have a hotter market, if you've got customers who are prepared to pay and if they do trust you Hot and camps. they're easy to reach, there's probably things like remarketing or Facebook ads are going to yeah, tick your boxes. And they're easy to reach. But this is like a great exercise for a, a slower moving market or a more difficult market. Which are faster. Yep. Well done, Mr. X. You rock. Totally. Yeah, well done, Mr. Yeah. X. So let's kind of bust out like a couple of key thoughts for people to kind of gather. I think the, the, the first one, you know, this episode is called Sell Through because really you've got a choice. You know, you can sell two. You know, if you're traditional, like if you've got a traditional sales process, the, the energy that it takes to kind of find, get an appointment with and sell one potential client is the same effort that it takes to find, get an appointment with and sell one GV partner who can introduce you to hundreds of their people, right? Well, that's why it's so effective to be a guest on someone else's podcast because you're just landing straight in front of their entire database. Yeah, you jump straight in the slipstream. So you sell... We've actually, we've kind of done it with our own databases. Yeah, completely. Uh, Now my guys know about you and your guys know about me. It's kind of... Yeah, this podcast is literally Joint Venture 101. Well, I loved it when we first talked about this idea. Mm. You had the metaphor of the catamaran, you know, two hulls running in parallel, not crossing over each other, but really supportive. I thought that was a great metaphor. Yeah, and you can, you know, people can run across either side depending on your tack. You know, it's, it, it works together. It could survive by itself, but it's quite good to have there as, as a nice, you know, moving forward in the same direction type thing for as long totally as I can have that. So, so key number one is, you know, you don't have to sell two, you can sell through and it's way, way faster. Number two, one of the questions that when Mr. X was sharing this in a you know, boardroom event with me and some clients the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago was, uh, you know, how do you pay the partners? He said, well, I don't. Well, not in dollars anyway. So the thing is like every, every joint venture partner needs to be paid, but you get to choose the currency. You know, maybe you'll promote them back. Maybe you'll give them a commission. In this case, the, you know, the payment is I'm going to send a free book and tickets to an educational event to, you know, to your best clients and you can come at my event and I'll promote you to everybody else's clients. So that, you know, that's the currency. There's no dollars that change hands. Perfect. Love it. So they're kind of the, the two big lessons. So how do we put this into play? I think it's really simple, mate. Three yeah. steps. Number one, list out the categories, just like we talked about before. You know, who, are the, who are the kinds of business or, or company that, could, that has the right client for you? Number two, and you know, it'd be good to get five or six at least of those. Number two, uh, under each one of those you know, categories, let's come up with between five and ten individuals, like players, that we can connect with. And then step three is approach them. And that little email script that I you know, talked about before about, you know, we're not competitive in any way, but I'd you know, love to see if there's any way we can help each other out. Would you be open to that? It's kind of pretty much what to send. So just go back and listen to that and hit send. Perfect. Yeah. In terms of uh, uh, resources for this, honestly, the case study notes that I've got in front of me were really helpful because it's got not just the kind of the Venn diagram that outlines the, fl- the framework, but it's got the, the flow chart of his sales process after the JV says, yes, you know, the, the sequence of the, the books and the letter and the videos and the tips, et cetera. So kind of, I reckon just go to salesmarketingprofit.com and uh, download that under episode 21 and you should be golden. 21, that's it. Sell through. Sell through, not two. Taki, that was 
Great. Did I break it? Did I bust it down or break it up or what I said I was going to do? Yeah, you busted it down big time in 20 minutes or less. Dude, was that right? 20 minutes. Fantastic. Love that. Cool, dude. Well, we're double the length of your normal self audio, but there's two of us. So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll let that one slide. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I didn't have to talk too much in that one. So it's about right. We appreciate five star ratings on the iTunes platform for sales, marketing, profit. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope to catch up with you on the next episode. Thanks, Taki. Pleasure, bro. Talk to you soon. You're listening to SMP with James Franco and Taki Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com. 